Shut up and sit down. Hello and top of the morning to you. So that's my that's my that's my best that's my best island accent. This is um, oh Rugby Banter, the podcast about about rugby. Well, you asked me, Alex, to do this. Um, I like to be like rugby. that though. God, Adam, Adam, I think that's a hate crime right there. That, that's right. Well, that's that's worse than anything Ben said about Wales. <laughs> what? Adam, why do you hate Ireland? I don't hate. Okay, um, we 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 talk about rugby. As you can hear, Alex, Ben, and Matt are all here. I'm not going to introduce any of you. Fuck you for making fun of my accent. Adam, if you knew your accent was that bad, why do you even go with it? I would have just gone what? top of the morning, straight flat Joburg. <laughs> Wait, so what? Like top of the morning to you? Is it top of the morning to you? Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm giving Adam some credit for effort. I think he tried hard, and I think the Irish would appreciate that. Well, I tried. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, yeah, that, that's the right. Irish love some good crack. Right, that, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ireland beat New Zealand. Um, it's great. It's very, very great. And South Africa, we also managed to win. We have a lot to get through today. There was a lot of rugby, a fair amount of news. So let's get started. Uh, we're starting off with the news. First off. We always go back to it. The shitstorm that is Western Province Rugby. Uh, the leadership of Western Province Rugby has moved to dispute themselves, excuse me, distance themselves from the reports of a 25% salary cut for all staff, managers, and players earning more than 20,000 rand a month. Uh, if you're from America or elsewhere, uh, Ben, you, you're a numbers guy. What's 20,000 rand in dollars? Uh, about 2,000? But less? Yeah, but what? less. Yeah, it's, 1, so like, 1, it's not a lot of money. No, it's not. Well, it's, it's, 20, it's, 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 it's 20,000 rand, huh? Yeah. It's so, about yeah. 1,400 dollars. Dollars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's about right. But, but it's more money in South Africa than it is yes. yeah, in America, yeah. if you know what I mean. Like, like, there's more buying power. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, either way, in a statement on Thursday afternoon, the union said that the idea tailed by Western Province Rugby Football Union Deputy President Zalt Marais was not their official position, a point confirmed by uh, the, the most truthful oak ever, Western Province Rugby Union Football Union President Theodore Wakefield, no relation to me. We note the proposal from the Western <laughs> Province Rugby Football Union Deputy President, but wish to emphasize that it remains a proposal that has not been adopted by either the Executive Committee or the Board. While we continue to strive for excellence both and off and on the field, haha, lol, I would like to assure all staff players and management that we all have no intention of doing so at their expense or welfare. He said the union has spent much of 2018 deflecting stories of financial problems, as well as the proposed sale of Newlands, after a poor showing from the Stormers and Super Rugby Western Province topped the current cup block, only to lose to the Sharks in the final. So more of the same, guys. Uh, Western Province are still in the financial mire, uh, with the, the, yep. the amateur arm, the tail, the, the rugby union, wagging the dog uh, of the uh, professionally registered company. Mm. You're right. Mm. I was going to say, they're not... I was going to say, they're not distancing themselves too much. Because, I mean, they're still saying it's on. It's a proposal. It's on the table still. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a bit weird to communicate on something like this. Yeah. If, like, if they're not going to do it, then why talk about it? Like, yeah, but may, may, maybe it's one of these things like uh, a deliberate le- where, you, you know, you leak something kind of to gauge uh, to, opinion to on it. Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. 
A test balloon. But, but, but if it's not that, that's like, why can't they keep make people keep their mouths shut? Like, how it's not hard just to say, okay, listen, guys, no, like, obviously we're in shit, but let's let's just kind of no comment the media for a while. Yeah, I mean, look, leaks because happen like, anyway. Like, I, I'm not going to blame Western Province Rugby Union for that. But I don't know. I just think that they like they need to just fucking make their minds up. Like, this isn't like none of this is news. This has been going on for like three years, and you'd think that yeah. they would have really just sat down around a table and be like, "Guys, this is the situation. These are the risks. This is the forecast. This is what we're going to do about it. This is like the plan, and we're going to stick to it no matter what." And then just be open and transparent about it, with especially with the players, and then just proceed on that basis. You know what I mean? Like. This umming and eyeing and trying to pretend like everything's fine when everyone knows it isn't, it's really just not helping the brand. And if I was a player, I'd be trying to get out of Western Province because just the uncertainty alone is like a killer for your career. You never know when you might have to like, pack up, you know, uh. yeah, pack up like a week before like de- uh, transfer day or something. And then suddenly you don't have any bargaining power as a player. And all the clubs are like, well, if you want to play Super Rugby, you're going to have to accept less than what we would normally pay you because otherwise no one's going to sign you because there's not enough time. And, you know what I mean? Like it's the lack of certainty that for me is the biggest concern, not the yeah, you, you finan- can't, you financial. Can't do, you can't do business in an uncertain environment. Like it applies yeah. to all things, not just sport. Exactly. You yeah. know, if your boss said, "Listen, Alex, we we might have to cut your salary by twenty twenty five percent in the next six months." Yeah, but we, like, we're not telling you that that's happening. But it's, yeah, it could, but but you know, it's it's an idea maybe. Like you would yeah. you would. You would probably walk the next day, like you can't. Because twenty-five percent isn't a fuck around amount of money as well. Like no. if I'm pretty sure if if like our salaries were reduced by twenty-five percent, you know we would be struggling to. Because you know obviously you make financial commitments. You're paying off yeah. your house. You're paying off your car. You yeah. you're putting your kids through school, whatever. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like you lose twenty-five percent of your money. It's not yeah. like these guys are exactly. You know, it's not like they fucking Premiership footballers like. Mm. They, well, that, you know, they have yeah. competitive salaries. They, well, well, that's, well, for me, that's that's the other hard. thing is that they, I mean, yes, they've got competitive salaries in South Africa, but actually, the bigger scheme of things, they've got very uncompetitive salaries. We're very lucky. It's, like Western Province is very lucky to still have players like Bongi Monambi, Peter Steftitoy, Irvin Etzebeth, Sia Kalisi. When I'm pretty sure that every single one of those players has received at least three offers from overseas clubs in the last year. Yeah, four, probably three or four times. Exactly, you know, and like, it's fine, like, I get that they're marginal, they're, you know, they're on the fence, they want to play Springboks, they want to stay at home with their families where they grew up or whatever, 25% probably tips them over the edge. Yeah, so it is, that, it is, it is the final. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Alright, uh, but yeah, where's the province? Continue. Uh, just, just sell Newlands already, we know we know it's going to happen. Uh, moving on in England. No, 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 but they, they, they can't sell Newlands because it's like you... It's like selling the cow instead of the milk. But, you know, never mind. Like, yeah. it's, selling Newlands won't help their short-term cash flow problems, let's say that. <laughs> like, it'll just... It's it's just... Delaying the inevitable. inevitable. Yeah. yeah. But they, but I think they still... They have to prolong it at this point. Like, they've... Yeah. Like the whole TV. Mm. Anyway. Let's move uh, on. Aren't they, aren't they developing Newlands now anyway? Or said they handing it over to developers? Who knows? Who knows? No that was knows. the last thing. Maybe, maybe they're going to burn it down just, for the insurance just, money. Yeah, just, just chipping, just, chipping in their match with just a little little antidote. That would, I, like, no, no. I like it. Look, it's fun. It's fun watching. Look, I'm going to tell you, as a Kings fan, it's oh horrible. It's a horrible sense of deja vu just watching 
Western Province collapsing. Because admittedly, they also a lot more open about. Because with the the shit that went with the Kings and that, it wasn't as much in the news as Western Provinces, but mm. it's still it's it's very similar. Like the player cuts, you're gonna see now. Like guys are much. I reckon the next step, if it carries on going the way the following the Kings path, the next step we're gonna see our guys are gonna miss a paycheck somehow. Mm. I can believe that. Um. Well, speaking of paychecks, uh, England's Rugby Football Union was in turmoil on Friday after announcing that Chief Executive Steve Brown will stand down at the end of the year, uh, close to the World Cup. The announcement came just days after one of Brown's predecessors launched an attack on the state of the English governing body's finances uh, and before England's game against Japan. Brown had a variety of roles since joining the RFU in 2011, took over as CEO in September last year. But he'll leave his post in December with former England captain Nigel Melville, currently the RFU, RFU's director of professional rugby, taking over. Uh, in August, it emerged that Francis, Francis ba- Barron, I was going to say Bacon, sorry, whose 12-year period as chief executive <laughs> ended in 2010, had produced a highly critical report based on his analysis of the RFU's published accounts dating back to 2000, in which he detailed a cumulative net loss of £46.4 million pounds since 2012. Brown had also come under fire for agreeing to give England coach Eddie Jones and, uh, a contract extension, They'll take the Australian two years beyond the World Cup, subject to reports. Barron compiled a 50-page report after becoming alarmed by the accounts and by news of 64 redundancies. Uh, final line here. Despite generating record revenues of £360 million pounds for 2016-2017, the RFU has doubled its loan facility to £100 million pounds over the last year. The new hospitality facility in the east stand of Twickenham uh, it cost £81 million compared to the original budget of 54. Uh, I mean, the English guys are arguing about the accounting and that sort of thing, so uh, it just seems like bit of a mess in England and uh, arguing about the accounts where's money's been spent and that sort of thing I know we've discussed the premiership rugby in England's barely breaking even as well so maybe this is a symptom of that I don't know um, if you're an English fan uh, you want to give us a bit of light on this uh, please do so this is very interesting to watch what's happening in England any comment on this one chaps as a as an accountant, I feel I should step in here. But like um, increasing your loan isn't necessarily because it's all about if you can cover. It's like they call it like your your sort of your gearing ratio of your company. So Ooh. it doesn't matter. Fancy so say dollars. say yeah. it, no, but but say for say for every rand you have invested, you make ten cents, okay? But then the, then your interest on your loan is only six six percent. Yep. Do I need a calculator? So for the, this yeah. Okay, guys, everyone take out their books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get Ant on the line to do the math for me. <laughs> no, 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 but, but yeah. I'm just saying that, that, so. that sometimes if if there is room to grow, borrowing money isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Because as long as you, you're making more money than you, than you need to pay to service the debt, yeah. then it makes sense to borrow money. So just in saying that, ooh, they borrowed money, that's not a bad thing because it also yeah. sounds like they're actually borrowing money to do something, not just to kind of, uh, for like working capital to sort of pay yeah. salaries, buy stuff, stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I, I think this might be another uh, ex-rugby player who can't understand accounting. Hmm. But yeah, maybe I'm wrong. You know, for all I know, he's a professor of accounting. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's difficult though because it does feel like the entertainment industry is like is constantly on this like slippery slope of of invest like borrowing more investing more to gear it towards more profit and i feel like it's just like i, I kind of lose track at least of which like which loan is going towards which profit gearing and whether it's actually working out in the end 
because I, I don't know like we there's so many sports unions that just don't make profit and that's like not their, really their purpose you know and it becomes very difficult to judge soundness of investment in that kind of environment where you're not you're not trading on a particular good you know you can't say we sold this many you know rugby tokens and like you know entertainment value amounts this year yeah. for our investment mm. so it's difficult to I mean obviously if you get down into it you can look at, at like jersey sales and ticket sales then maybe it's a bit more tangible but I feel like a lot of clubs just accept into the bargain that they're not dealing with with a normal balance sheet of goods and services mm. no yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not a I think there are a lot of intangibles as well yeah and it is like a lot of time the value doesn't actually manifest at the point of investment, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you're, you're investing in a brand. Yeah. yeah. So money yeah, you so spend now like, should be could could be felt in a decade's time. Yeah, or or it could just translate into something else. Like maybe if you read a Twickenham, maybe ticket yeah. sales wouldn't increase, but yeah. people would like be more curious and buy more jerseys or you know yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah. I mean that's the thing. So I feel like you can you can look over a ten year period and say this club has made more profit than the, than that club, but it's very difficult to really point where the investment came from that made that difference. So, yeah, true. Yeah. Anyway, right. but let's move on. It's too boring. <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, Alex, uh, something that you're hoping it wouldn't be boring next year: the fabled colonial match of Germany versus Namibia yeah. is all but dead. Canada are one point away. From a place at next year's Rugby World Cup after beating Germany 29-10 in a round-robin repechage tournament on Saturday, a losing bonus point against Hong Kong in the final match of the tournament next weekend would be enough for the, for the Canucks to claim a spot at the showpiece event in Japan. And to quote Captain Phil Mack, we can be happy we had the bonus point when we had put ourselves in an awesome position to advance, but there's still one more game left. Oh, crap. I shouldn't have even bothered. It all sounds the same. Uh, Earlier in the day, Hong Kong comprehensively beat Kenya 42-17, sorry Kenya, but need to beat Canada on Friday by more than 7 points and prevent them from scoring 4 more tries to ensure their first ever appearance at the tournament. Hong Kong, who lost the open match of the campaign to Germany, came back from 14-0 down after 23 minutes to run 6 tries, 2 of them from back row forward Thomas uh, Lamboli. Um, So yeah. So Canada, (laughs) they're they're in pole position. Japs, sorry about that Alex, I know but it would have been quite a fun game if it happened. But you keep giving it's us okay. Namibia predictions. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't deserve nice things. Um, unfortunately, yeah, like it's bit bleak because the only two teams that I really wanted to get into the repechage were Germany and Kenya, and they're the two at the bottom of the repechage table. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and to be honest, like I don't really want Hong Kong to win either. Like, uh, I, I suppose I a lot like, of like, 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 watch Hong Kong play. They're quite a yeah, cool vibe. Like, like, like the guys. They look like a varsity team. But that's kind of my problem with it, is that like, it's not, uh, I don't feel like it's very authentic. What no, that, no, but uh, Hong, Hong Kong is it's like a country of experts, or a country, a city. Yeah, yeah. Don't well, that's kind of the, the Chinese thing. Government. Like I don't know, it just feels like they've like they they've really moved to Hong, Hong Kong to follow like their dream of just basically playing risk-free professional rugby. Um, I feel like they've I, won I, enough. I, no, I, I presume most of them are amateurs, though. Well, I don't think so. I think they play because there's a Hong Kong um, league that like all those Aiki Tigers are, are playing in. Uh, like Tiger was there and Liam Slayton and um, is that and professional? A, uh, yeah, I mean it's at least semi-professional. Like it's definitely not a club. Oh. I don't think those guys are doing anything else. Like I think that they, I think they're there to play rugby basically. Maybe they've got side gigs, but 
Yeah, like it's. I think they're making a real, a real go at it, but it just feels like a little bit like they're buying themselves a league and then buying themselves a national team. Um, and I don't think that that really should be rewarded. Like, I'd, I'd rather see Canada going through than Hong Kong, but I'd, I'd rather see Germany or Kenya ahead of both of them, of course. But oh, yeah, sure. look, Canada's—they've got a history at the World Cup, and like, they do take it fairly seriously. And we've seen um, a couple of uh, like Tyler Ardron. Look at He looks like an. Old- did you guys see any of the match? No, no, I didn't watch that game. And then who was the guy who played for DTH? No, 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 Jed. Uh, um, Jeb Sinclair. Jeb Sinclair, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, we like there's. I feel like they've re- really made an effort at building their rugby brand, and I think this is a good reward for them. So, yeah, they've had. A sh- I think Canadian rugby's had a shit year, so to yeah. speak, in the news. Yeah, that, that funny thing where they try to like merge them with the seven. Yeah, and, like for the salaries yeah. and that sort of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good look. Good. Well done to uh, Canada. Now, Matt, I want you to to talk about this. The Bulls—they have confirmed that Rassi Erasmus, uh, the Springbok coach and director of whatever, so I can't remember if he's a coach, will help pick new, the new new Super Rugby coach. The Bulls have confirmed that Rassi will help them in the process of selecting a new coach. The Pretoria franchise is on the hunt for a new coach after the departure of John Mitchell, who was recently confirmed as England's defence coach. A recent report indicated that Erasmus could be partake in the process of finding new Bulls coach, and this was confirmed by the high-performance manager Zander Janssen van Rensburg on Thursday. Open quote, Erasmus and his management staff will help us as we finalize our appointments and be responsible to just oversee and facilitate the process to ensure we stay on track. They will be available after the Bok interview tour. There were earlier reports that Erasmus could coach the Bulls in next year's Super Rugby competition. However, uh, that's been dispelled. Just as rumor, instead Erasmus explained that in the World Cup year, it might make sense for him to spend some time with the Bulls if they're working with a new coach. It makes a lot of sense. Um, the, we, the two reported favourites are apparently Victor Matfield, the Springbok lock legend and commentator, and uh, the Oakley, I think, will probably get the job, Dion Davids. Matt, um, uh, Dion Davids is the current Kings coach. Matt, what do you have to say uh, about that? What, that Dion Davids is the current King coach? I can't confirm that's correct. No, 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 that he's going to go to the Bulls. Probably. <laughs> Because he's Rassi and him have a, have a reported close relationship as well. I don't know. I'm kind of bummed because I'm kind of still... It's for the Kings to lose their coach now. Because, I mean, they're getting a decent stride. They're looking good. They've almost won more games than they have last season. So, I don't know. It's kind of sucks. But if he goes, he goes, I guess. I can hear. I can feel like you're moving uncomfortably in your chair. You know, <laughs> that you... You're like, I'm stretching. Yeah, stretching. Um, but this makes sense. Missing your tie. Uh, it, it just—it seems like actually a common sense approach. Surely the Springbok coach should have at least a little bit of just. Maybe it's not the Springbok coach. It's the Adam. It's not the Springbok coach that should have the set. Director of the Springbok director of rugby. It's that hat. Okay. Rasimus has two hats, so you've got to specify which hat he's using. Whoa, in this whoa, situation. whoa! Don't, don't, uh, don't uh, get all get all peevy with me, bro. Just because they're going to come take your coach. Sheesh! Out of nowhere, hey. Look, I know you. Ex- <laughs> I know you're excited to have David's coach your team. They're not so, my team. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, so that, that's kind of that's kind of the the tension um, that Rusty's experiencing, right? Is that I think it's totally inappropriate for the Springbok coach to be involved in what a club does in terms of because he's going to want to want to coincide their coaching approach to his. So he's going to pick a coach that will best produce Springboks from the Blue Bulls factory. That's his conflict of interest as a Springbok coach. But as the director of rugby, he needs to do what's best for the Blue Bulls themselves, which is not necessarily what's best for the Springboks. Ooh, I don't know so, about that. A strong Bulls is generally a strong box. 
no, 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 but, but well, say, say hypothetically, Rassi, Rassi's like, okay, I want, um, flip, what's his name again? The Bulls fullback is injured at the moment. Galant. Yeah, say, <laughs> say, 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 say Rassi sees Galant as a 14. Yeah. Like, in, in terms of the box. And he's like, listen, I want him to have the maximum game time there. When for the Bulls, he'll be far more effective as a 15. Yeah, like you can well, like, and there, there are hundreds of other little conflicts of interest that can come up if mm. you you're trying to coach with the just the end goal of feeding into the Springboks. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, yeah, as you say, we can argue that a strong Bulls is, means a strong Springboks, but a strong Springboks doesn't necessarily mean a strong Bulls. Ooh, yeah, so that's no, true. So Rusty, trying to impose what's good for the box onto the Bulls that doesn't necessarily good for the Bulls themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's exactly what Ben's pointed out. Like, that's obviously a very specific instance, and I find it hard to believe that Rusty would be so brazen as to look at the candidates and say to them, where would you play Warwick Gallant? And as soon as someone says, I think he's a really good fullback, he's like, oh, okay, well, thanks for your time, we'll let you know. Um, but, <laughs> call us, we'll call you know, you. it's like, it's, it, could be a, it could be a simple thing where a coach says, look, I believe in a, you know, I believe in a, a kicking philosophy. I believe in having a number 12 who's a second distributor, for example. I believe in a mm. traditional op- open side flank that's a fetcher. Um, you know, for example, like those are obviously very technical aspects of coaching. And then Rusty could say, well, that's not really what I've got planned for the Springboks over the next few years. Uh, I don't really want to have to discount the Bulls union because they've got a, a 12 that doesn't fit with my, ske- my scheme and a number six that doesn't fit with my scheme, for example. So I just think it's inappropriate, and it's I'm not saying anything untoward is going to happen, but that's the law when it comes to conf- conflicts of interest is that it only has to be potential, and I think that there's a clear potential for conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew, you're going to say something? No, I was just saying, uh, yeah, it's uh, we've seen uh, Rassi do this though. I mean, Palumsa almost came back from injury, then went and played 15 on Rassi's request. Well, I don't know. I think... Ah, okay. Well, look, we'll leave it there. It should be interesting. But yeah, I don't, like, like, I'm not fully against Rassi to making, helping along the, the process, but mm. it's, he must be very careful to say he's doing it as director of rugby, not as Springbok coach. Yeah, well, yeah. I think it's impossible to really separate the two, unfortunately. There's an eight human bias, but... Well, look, yeah, well, that's also... It's also, it's also like it kind of feeds in with a lot of the narrative that's dogged his career or his, his tenure rather let me say as the Springbok coach where a lot of people have been drawing these comparisons between him and Peter de Villiers and Alistair Kutsia and he- even Heineken Mayer and saying oh what Rusty's like the, now the chosen one he's not he's getting to hand pick hand pick the coaches for super rugby teams that's never something that was afforded to the previous coaches now we know that it's because he's director of rugby but that's still part yeah. of the whole package that Saru's given him. They've just given him free reign to select foreign players, oh, to appoint yeah, coaches, to make sure that there's this consistency between the national and domestic levels that no previous Springbok coach has had. So, you know, it's just, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's unfortunate that they've, yeah, that they've chosen to kind of swing from being what seemed to be very prescriptive and restrictive on Alistair Kutsir to essentially just letting Rusty off the leash and, and letting him do whatever he wants. I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad approach because it seems to be bearing results so far, but you know, let this then become the norm. Like Let Saru get out of the way of Springbok rugby, essentially. Um, 
Yeah. All right. Well, look, we'll, we'll leave it there, but uh, developments will be interesting to watch. And in fairness to the Bulls, they haven't exactly done a great job of finding the right candidate themselves. So we shall see who gets chosen. Um, but talking of Super Rugby, yes, it's been confirmed that it's going to run uninterrupted for 2019. Andy Marinos said, who's the head of Sansar, wait, is that him that's been quoted? Yes. As there will be no junior bout tour matches in 2019 due to the Rugby World Cup, uh, Super Rugby will run uninterrupted for 21 weeks from February to July. This is a huge plus for the tournament next year, and there will also be a uniform start to the tournament in round one, with a full round of seven matches to kick off the tournament. The first round will see matches played in five countries with Hamilton, New Zealand joined a uh, host city. Uh, host city? What do you mean a host city? Christ, my camera. Ugh, whatever. It's Primaries versus Rebels in Australia, the Blues versus the Crusaders, Waratahs versus Hurricanes, Sunwolves versus Sharks, that's in Singapore, Bulls versus Stormers, and Yaguares versus the Lions in Jarantino. So it's the Chiefs versus... I don't actually have it. But yeah. Um, so is that, is that round one? Yeah, that's round one. So I'm, I I really want to do an audit on how many times the Stormers have played the Bulls in the first round of Super Rugby. Oh, God, it's like every fucking it's year. It's every, every fucking year. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, it's... I mean, uh, it's, I don't even know if I want to complain about it. Just <laughs> I'm just pointing it out because it is kind of the, the classic. It is the... South African derby, really. Yeah, yeah um, the big north-south derby. Uh, the, yeah. the final series, that, that's also going to remain unchanged. Uh, from a draft perspective, I'm happy. So we're just going to have draft week in, week out. I'm, I'm already started planning. And I know um, <laughs> much, banter, much banter. We're, we're terrified happened. of your draft, Adam. Adam, the problem Guys, is, it was just last, teething problems. Last time, you prepared, last time you prepared so well, it was Jordan Ulysses' first pick, so... I'm worried that you've got like six months of preparing now. You know, I already know what Adam's first pick's going to be. What's my first pick going to be? I'm not going to say it because then you won't do it. But I know what it is. What Brady Retallick? I thought he's going to be it's your like, first pick. It's not. It's not Brady Retallick. No, it's not Brady. No, no, I know no, no. You, I'm not even joking. I know who your first pick is. Well, it's probably going to be your first pick. I'm just going to choose your first pick just so I can get you angry if I can get to you before you. Okay. Your well, first, yeah, everyone's going to everyone's going to take my first pick if they can get to it before me because yeah, he's the best pick. Yeah, Richie Moanga, he he is the best pick, isn't it? Right. Anyway, moving on. So about my inevitable victory. Um, so quick final two stories. Uh, new bull signing Cornell Hendricks says he has no fear about returning to professional rugby after a heart condition that took him to end his career. He last played for the Cheetahs in 2015. He tried going to Toulon in 2016. He's now been signed by the Bulls, and he just said, "I respect everybody's opinion, but I have been cleared by two of the top specialists in the world." He said at a Bulls press conference on Thursday, I've been playing for three years now, at not at the highest level, but at a different tournament and savings events and things like that. I'm not scared. I'm looking forward to it. I feel like I'm five years younger. He's got top caps for the box, and I'm sure we all wish him well, um, as he's been trying very, very hard to, to get back into professional rugby. And he has a pretty pretty solid Springbok wing, so you never know uh, what might yeah, next season. next season. So good luck to Cornell Hendricks, and just congrats on getting back to the field. Lastly, uh, super, super, I was going to say super 12 news, super 15 news, Tanu Umanga, and this is something we've been replaced, yeah, excuse me, mm. we predicted, he's been replaced as head coach by the Bulls, he's been replaced by Leon McDonald, who was originally brought in as Umanga's assistant last May, Umanga is still staying on as a, so he's he's a defense coach, he's a defense coach. It's, it's his dream to be a defensive coach, Adam, okay. yeah, he, no, no, he wants to focus on his passion. I'm reading the quote now. Uh, Blues Chief Executive Michael Redmond acknowledged that the Blues was a challenging environment, but said the club wanted to keep Umanga on to maintain continuity, continuity, excuse me, rather than starting afresh with a new coaching team. Tyne has a tremendous amount to contribute on the grass, and he has learned a lot about the team. I hope so. He can still apply this experience in his new role, which will greatly assist Leon as the new head coach. And uh, McDonald said, I was actually a fan of McDonald's, the player. 
I'm highly motivated to help the Breeze Vision for success, which I will give it my heart and soul. Guys, just give the ball to Kira, and all will be well. So that's pretty much what, what I would suggest. Something the Black Blacks can do this weekend. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll um, get to there, yeah. Right, well, look, look let's... If it's, yes? Yeah, well, I just want to say, like, if it... If it's if they're right about Leon McDonald and he is that much better than Tana, then I think next year really could be the year of Akira. I think last this year, year was, was the year of Akira as well. So this would be this, the other the next year of Akira. I think this year, like I think we thought this was the year of Akira because we thought that that this was his peak, but he I think he hasn't even begun to peak. Alright, uh, just to spend I'm salivating for my first round draft. Yeah, I could just hear Ben. Ben's mind just blew. And it was like, a, ah. I'm going to get a Kira too. I'm going to get a Kira. Like I'm, I'm, get, I'm, get I'm just going to get everyone. <laughs> You're talking about a Kira, and I'm like, wait, see if you could. That's not how a draft works, Adam. I'll show you all. Okay, never mind. I, I can see Adam at some point saying, like, what the fuck, I wanted that guy, like some little yeah. bratty child. Adam's going to get so tilted. <laughs> uh, Yo, Adam, Adam, we are really getting in your head, huh? Yeah, it's fine. Um, Look, it's fine. Right, just a quick run through <laughs> uh, some of the other international results before we get into just some of the more notable games. Uh, the USA, they beat Romania, what appears to be in Bucharest or uh, Budapest, so I get confused between the two capitals, but they beat Romania away. So, nice one, USA. Fiji. Fiji put Uruguay's sword. 68-7. That's an important game. Georgia, they beat Samoa, 27-19. Nice one, Georgia. Wales, Tonga, I'm not going to get too much into it, but the Wales hammered Tonga, 74-24, as expected. The Welsh... At, oh, I think it was, at 61 minutes, it was 31-24. Yeah, I saw that. So then suddenly... Aim again. So, so, so they put almost 40 points. They, they went at two points a minute for the last 20. I think Tonga left the field. That's the only, that's the only <laughs> no, like, like, explanation. I, I, cha- I changed the channel, and without my hatred of the Welsh keeping them in line, they obviously just ran, ran riot. The Tonga um, just... Obviously, Tonga just like protested the last 20 minutes and Colin Kaepernick fought like 20 minutes on their knee. And <laughs> well, Wales being the good sports they are, carried on playing around them. Yeah, just okay. going try after try. Um, also, um, which I think is pretty much par for the course, the Welsh commentators in like basically one minute of rugby demanded two yellow cards and a red card. Against Tonga. The ref gave one penalty. Classic they're class. very, they're very petulant. Yes. God, they little, they little brats. <laughs> Hyperbolic motherfuckers. Yes. God, they just Talking of uh, hyperboles, as mentioned earlier, Namibia they lost to Spain, thirty-four thirteen. I remember last week we were all convinced that Namibia were going to do the business. Alex, what's going on? I'm sorry. I, I apologize. <laughs> I I'm also a bit surprised. And then we checked the yeah. ranking. Spain are actually above Namibia. So. God, I'm I'm embarrassed. <laughs> why yeah, why I, are Namibia so good at qualifying for the World Cup? Like like are they just in like a Af- group? No, they get Africa. There's an Africa slot in, so they, yeah, all they have so to do is beat, beat Kenya, Tunisia, Zimbabwe, and the Springboks, Zambia. Well, yeah, the Springboks. I I personally think it should be that. Right? I think every team should have to qualify because then you, it's co- almost like the the football World Cup, and you get teams like big teams that just don't get to go. 
I could, I could um, see France. I could see France missing a World Cup. Somewhere. Yeah, France would have used to, to Georgia or something. <laughs> yeah, like some important like one one point away game. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I guess I guess the the difference is that well, like, no, foot, football is not as not as hard on the body, so like you don't have the same attrition. So yeah. England English players can play like a Premier League game and then take like a two week break to play you know, a couple of qualifying games. Make that um, joke, but fuck, you know, England most probably wouldn't qualify one season as well. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, yes, I uh, apologize on behalf of uh, my nation. Well, they got Portugal. Uh, they got, they got right the wrongs next week. They got Portugal next weekend. Fuck, let me check. Let me check. Let me oh, make, I'll make the same mistake. Yeah, let me check the world yeah, ranks. So, Portugal's... I'm betting against the Namibia. Portugal's one below see? Namibia, guys. Come on. Okay. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> well, actually, Namibia might drop, though. So maybe so, Portugal will pop them. It's yeah, I'm only making, Portugal's I'm only making the prediction It's Friday. Dust Classico, guys. <laughs> um, and finally... Just, where, just yes. Speaking of Spain, the Springbok women lost to Spain, uh, which I don't think is good enough. What they meant That's to... more embarrassing. I'm going to put it out there. That's more embarrassing. <laughs> than Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe we spent our BT or whatever, but that's a bit shit, eh? I don't think we have a BT fan. That's very generous of you. New Zealand, and just uh, the last one, New Zealand Maori, they hammered Chile 73 0. So I guess that's. Uh, how, many tries, how many tries did Akira score? Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Hold on, hold on. Let's see. Uh, right. Oh, Akira didn't get any. Bryn Hall got what? two. Bryn Hall got two. Saving himself. Tyrell saving himself for next year. <laughs> yeah, Bryn Hall got two. Tyrell Lomax got one. Mitch Carpack got three. Josh Ione yeah. got oh, one. Three. He, he scored against America as well, yeah, actually. Josh Ione. Draft pick. Josh Ione. Jonah Lowe. Uh, got two. <laughs> Sam Knopf. Really, that's not how draft picks Sam Knopf got two. Sam Knopf got two. Jackson Hemipo all got tries. And then Atari Black. He uh, kicked seven conversions. Why? And he kicked two. Draft pick. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that Mitch Carpick scored a try for every drop of Maori blood he has. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, Akira Oani was in formidable form against Chile and New Zealand. Let me just see if I can find read, read up, read up here. Uh, First round pick. Let's see, hold on. Uh, there was a point to prove. After surely anyone can be in formidable form against Chile. I'm convincing 35-3 win against Brazil. Sao Paulo last weekend. Several members of the Maori's talented team, notably Hatrick Hero and Mitch Carpick. And the enigma <laughs> that is Akira Iwani were particularly impressive, uh, the opposition wasn't of the highest standard. So, was Akira yeah. just like running around the fringes of that game, just playing mind games at the Chileans? Like I just know, running around know. with like pan flutes? I have no idea. Maybe he's just like the permanent dummy runner. Okay. Just psyching them out with his AF pan fluting. Okay. Right. Do, do you think, I, I'm going I'm to take a guess and say Mitch Karpak's third try was someone else crossed the line and just passed it to him? Gave it to him, yeah. Probably a Kira. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's just... Okay, we really mentioned... Well, Tonga, so I've got a list here. Okay, let's, let's just get through... Bizarre. We're actually going to be talking about the New Zealand Island game last, since I think that's, that's the biggest result of the weekend. But starting off, Italy. Uh, they lost to Australia 7-26. The Italy got a bit screwed. I mean, I checked... Uh, I wasn't, wasn't able to watch the game. But the scrum half scored a try, I think, within the first 10 right? minutes. Yeah, intercept try, but he was ruled offside. Even though he was standing... Oh, fuck, that was bullshit. Jeez, that was a cut call. And, it's, you know, if they'd gotten that try, it would have changed everything. So, I, I the feel... Tongan, the Tongan eighth man scored exactly the same try. Yeah. Against Wales. 
So yeah. uh, Italy were a little bit screwed. Um, the most interesting thing from that game is that Bernard Foley played at 12. I think it's becoming incredibly obvious that Michael Chaker does not have a clue what to do with his back line at 10, <laughs> yeah. at 10 or 12. Uh, between Kurtley Beal, Matt Tamura, and Bernard Foley, he's not quite sure. I still think Foley's their best number 10 with um, either Beal at 12 or even 15. I oh, know we got Falao at 15. He did move Falao to 15. Jordan, what yeah. is his name? Jordan Pettier. Yeah, he apparently... Teenage sensation. He, he apparently yeah, made his debut. As well, Simon no. no, he didn't. He got he injured he like play. in the warm-up or some shit. He got injured oh, like on he? Friday. Or... Uh, yeah, Korobiti. Korobiti had a stormer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, then, and then they went on about how Pattaya would have. They're like, oh, what a pity Pattaya did a debut because he would have got all these fucking free tries Korobiti had. I don't I, I, I totally agree with that assessment. No, it's fair. I don't, think, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a try that Korobiti can score that Jordan Pattaya wouldn't have. Yeah. Exactly. No, especially those tries. Like both times, fact, I think he just I'm, he just ran and untouched. I'm prepared to I'm prepared to go out on a limb and say that if I was playing left wing, I would have scored those tries too. I don't know. Like you have to be relative. You're quite fast though. Tom. Yeah, I reckon you could have scored them. Well, not as fast as I used to be, but like I reckon I can probably do a, a Karabiti level job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kare, speaking Kare, of Karevi, Karevi had a good game. Yeah, I did. He, he yeah, had one or two good tackles on defense. I saw he had some two big hits. I saw. But yeah, I know because I was, I was actually watching it and I was just thinking, I was like, fuck, when was the last time Karevi actually knocked someone over and like 30 seconds later he just mangled some Italian guy? Well, I think Phil, Phil made the point to me on WhatsApp that Karevi's finally found his level. Yeah. He should just go join Benito or whatever it's called. Actually, Benito's Trevisa. a fish. Be- Benito? Trevisa? Yeah, uh, I like the name of the Italian number eight, uh, Bram Stain. Stain in Italy. Uh, ah. Yes, uh, from the Dinapoli stands. Yes. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I find the commentators oh. go out their way to point out that someone isn't, like, born there. Yeah. yeah. And when he's when he's named Bram Stain, you really don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to tell <laughs> people that's a South African guy. Like, it's all right. Oh, so, so, so Speaking of um, foreign players, I, I thought that Jaden Hayward was actually quite good for Italy um, at fullback. Yeah, he, he's a little. He used to like, play for, for in the New Zealand franchises. Yeah, he's he's quite a madman from the back. I, I like it. Got a good beard. I like I like beards on fullbacks. Um, the one of the big pieces of news is that David Pocock he was assisted from the field, so he's uh, he's in doubt. Uh, against the game against England next week. Sounds, um, sounds like he was targeted. <laughs> Ooh. Hit job. Italian yeah. hit job. The mafia put out a hit on it. <laughs> <laughs> also, Adam Ashley Cooper, he came back um, at 34. Is, uh, the one I saw, what's his name? Paul Cully, who, who writes uh, for some of the uh, Australian and New Zealand press. He just said he's not getting any faster at 34. But it's interesting that he's back in the mix, which also just kind of speaks towards... Chaker's, excuse me, Chaker, Christ, uh, Chaker, Chaker's uncertainty. I'm just trying Chaker, to see. Yeah, uh, did you see t- uh, Taniela Tupo's try though? Geez, he was machine. Tupo had a great game. Fuck, he, yeah. uh, he was my man of the match. Even yeah. though I only watched um, half he's of my, the he's game. My second, second round draft pick. Yeah. So you're Ooh, supposed what? to just yell draft pick, Alex. Draft pick. Draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> now he's mine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but anyway, you guys can't draft him now. 
we had we had Tamura at ten, Corabetti at thirty at twelve, and then Karevi and then Adam Asher Cooper fourteen fifteen. I don't know. Those Aussie yeah, they are so confused. I just hope they get some direction in uh, next year's Super Rugby competition. It doesn't really scream to me the strongest of their lineups. Uh, though they're forward with Adam Palmer at five, Jack Dempsey, he played. Yep. So you gonna say, man? I was going to say, Australians, they should actually just assign a number to a player and not to a position because they really don't give a fuck. No, 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 they don't. So, uh, Australia, they face England next week. Bit of, I think, given our England's form, I'd argue that England are favourites. We'll get to that when we get to Super picks. Now, moving on to England versus Japan. I just want to say to Michael Lich because I picked him in draft. Uh, it's like, why? Draft pick. Why? Draft pick. why? Oh, Called it first, Ben. Called it first. <laughs> why? No, Matt fuck? got him. Fuck. Could, why didn't he ever play like that in Super Rugby? He gave me because nothing in draft, and he scored a cracker. Because Super Rugby teams are better than England. Yeah. But seriously, folks, Japan were very, very good uh, until England, I think, slowly took control of the game. I, the only, I, only, I only watched the first half, so I'm just going to presume Japan won. Good yeah, job, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like you know, you know he also good. Um, I thought that Kazuki Hemino was quite good. Draft pick. Fuck him. <laughs> did you, did you see that they, they were they were switching the scrum half between uh, Fiki, what's his name? Oh, Fiki uh, Tanaka and yes. draft pick and oh. um. <laughs> <laughs> who, who um was it? Well, the, hey. the wing. Kuroka. I was wing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they, like they've, got a heat, they've got a heat backline. Like they've got mm. Fukuoka, they've got Yamada, they've got um, Nakamura. Tupo, at all was good. Nakamura was really good. Lafayette, Lafayette, Tupo, fifteen. So no, no, they Do you know what I, I like most about their first half? At least was their breakdown. Mm. Yes. Well, like they don't even stop. Hey, eh? like it just. Like they, I reckon they have the quickest breakdown in international rugby. Like uh, their attacking breakdown. Mm. Like the ball comes, they just basically lob the ball back, and then whoever's there just plays scrum yeah. off. I think that's a, that's a good policy. I think that's a really good policy. Like, like England just couldn't handle the speed that the yeah. Japanese breakdown was going, and then like the way they won is, I think the ref turned on them a bit one, but also they just slowed the game down and made it pretty cock. And then, yeah. Oh, you know, like the like, what are the chances of, of Michael Little draft pick ending up for the what? Japanese team? Like, has he been kept for them? Uh, I don't know. Let me, oh, let me Google here. Might no. take a while. Did, he, you did he play New Zealand under twenty or something? Maybe. Yeah, he may, may have like a stupid New Zealand cap somewhere. That I don't think he did. I think he because no, I know he played. He was kind of under the radar in New Zealand. Because him and Hayo, yeah, but, but like he could still play under twenty because you just have to. You know, you it depends what be... their nominated second team is, but you know where Little was born. He was actually born in uh, Rome, of all places. So, so shit, he could be trotting out for Italy at this rate. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. But uh, I just wanted to ask: with the Rabiul Cup, I mean, Japan are in Ireland's Cotton, Russia, and Samoa's group. Not an easy group, but all stretched. Do you see? Do you think a Japanese victory over Scotland? I don't see them being Ireland particularly after this week. Uh, do you think a Japanese victory over Scotland is possible? Next year, uh, yeah. possible, yeah. but I don't. I don't think it'll. It's... I don't think it'll happen. I mean, look, yeah, you know, it's going to be the the whole aura of the Japanese World Cup could be like a big wild card in their favor. Yeah, but that's true. Not... But the, the the Japanese are very polite though, so maybe just to be good hosts, they will lose to Scotland. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> did Did you hear what the English commentators were saying though? How they like emulating the World Cup? So before England played Japan. 
they all like that night they all ate Japanese food as like the meals so they could like pretend they were in Japan as if you can't get fucking McDonald's there or whatever else or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, <you> <laughs> it's like watching these idiots trying to use chopsticks and stuff and then like you know people having like KFC or whatever. Like, okay. No, they're they're the worst. Uh, the English language commentators. Actually, they're not the worst. Um, Matthew Pearson. No, no, no. Matthew Pearson is bad. This is like, this is like the worst. time. But anyway. this is like the time in 2007 before the pool stage where, like, one guy in the English forward pack was was um, requested to take Afrikaans lessons so that he could try and decipher the Springbok uh, uh, lineout. And then after they got they got thrashed 36 nil, he admitted to the press that he'd only learned how to count up to three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was the bare minimum effort. <laughs> Fuck, at least go for 10. And, and that's why Brexit's happening. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Brexit. The English, the English are just not open to other cultures. I like how they also think the line-out calls would just be like, haha, they can't understand Afrikaans, let's throw a four ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on! Hey, Victor, this one's coming to you. Even your four ball is unfathomable to him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Guys, I, don't, I don't know what they're calling. They're calling some kind of warped line-out yeah. call. <laughs> They're calling, I think it's a fire. Fire. Did England keep on stealing our two ball in that in that game? Uh, that, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I was lost. It was a mystery, yeah. So yeah, congrats congrats to, to England. But yeah, they, I think they've got they have actually had a, a pretty good autumn, uh, especially given the amount of injuries. So and the game against Australia will be interesting. Uh, next week, as much as I hate England winning, uh, they. Uh, oh, just a quick thing, guys. The Rugby World Cup next year is shaping up to be competitive. F. Just the way New Zealand. Yeah. Everybody's catching up to New Zealand. Did you just say F. Yes, I don't want to. Don't want to curse this time. So yeah. Okay. Okay. I just, I just think. It, well, well, I'll, I'll elaborate <laughs> on that point a little bit later. But yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah. No, France. No, no. France. They played Argentina in. A... <laughs> They played Argentina in Lille, and they won 28-13. Um, Moyano, he scored a cracker of a try in, in, the, in the first five minutes. But I think it was the French, if I can find it, the French 12. I think he was pretty good uh, against us. I'm just trying to get his name correct. I know uh, it's, it is um, Ficao. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, so I was trying to get Gail. Gail he plays for, I think it's Stade Francais or Toulouse. He was excellent. He scored uh, a cracker. Well, I think he, he led to one of the tries that led by for Teddy Thomas. And uh, France got their first win uh, of the campaign this August for Argentina lost again. I wanted to ask you why Argentina are very frustrating. I kind of may, I feel like they've turned into a more Southern Hemisphere team and they now can't play in Europe. Because their scrum is, as Matt will tell you, has fallen apart. So, I mean, I know they didn't play that well. I'm just, I actually thought that Argentina went with a sniff here. But France is also getting better, as well. So, uh, if, if you're an Argentina rugby fan, just your thoughts on, on uh, the current autumn schedule. It hasn't exactly gone to plan. Yeah. Who they, they play next week? Ooh, uh, I will tell you. Just give me a second. I'll... Yeah, <coughs> Sorry, I'm just going to bring this up here. Let's see, next week it's coming. Oh, God, I'm going to be Portugal. Let's see about that. They got Scotland. Ooh. Scotland. Ooh, that could be an ugly Ooh. game. <laughs> no, but no, I, 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 I so it took me, say... It took me a while to, it took me a while to check, but uh, Foucault didn't play against us. 
Uh, we had Jeffrey Dumaru at 12. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. So apparently that's why I was he's a bit of like off. a wunderkind, though. Yeah, apparently he's quality. Uh, let's see, attacking. But uh, let's see. Yeah, Moyano, 59 oh, meters. Oh. Sanchez, Bertrand, um, Fuente, Orlando, dull guy. Oh, guys, it's the Yagi Ross team. Who knew? <laughs> Funny, though. Yeah. Any. I don't know, like, I, I think, because now, like, I, I obviously from Super Rugby, I sort of know the players for Argentina quite well, and I feel they're better than what we're seeing from them at international no, level. That, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my, I don't my know mind. exactly where the disconnect is, and, like, obviously their scrum isn't great, but their, their discipline seems to have kind of been sorted out a bit as mm. well. Mm. So it's like they've solved problems, but then they've also created new problems for themselves. So, yeah, well, yeah. you saw um, Guillaume Garrado's try. It was a defensive line-out on the five-meter line for Argentina. Uh, I don't think Creevy was throwing at that time. Do you stand me corrected? But I threw it, uh, went through to, I think when it was meant to go to whoever was standing at nine, and the guy fluffed it and tried passing it, and it went straight into Garrado's hands. And he's like, thanks, and just like, oh, popped God. over the line. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a coach killer. I think the guy would have been very, mm. very upset seeing that. But Argentina, uh, good luck. You got Scotland next week, and that's going to be very, very hard. All right, we have two more games to chat about. First, uh, in a break from tradition, South Africa will not be rounding out the pod before we get on to picks, but we're going to talk about South Africa now, followed by Ireland versus New Zealand. Um, gentlemen, first question, is Sia going to get banned for that really nasty headbutt? Uh, I think so. Pretty I think nice. so. <laughs> yeah. Do you think... I, it's I've really thinking, stupid. I, I've been thinking about why he did it, and you know, everybody thinks Sia is like a lacquer oak. You know, he's just awesome. <laughs> and maybe he just got so sick and tired of everybody thinking he was a nice guy and needed to harden up his image and go all back, he's in a guy. And just not, not even a forward head back, head bat, a like backwards, back of a head head bat, you know? I think he's going for the bad boy tag. Yeah, exactly. Just to get a bit of, get, bit of uh, get rid of that nice guy tag, you know? Mm, maybe. No, that's uh, a bold, it's a bold strategy, Carl. No, but he, like, I, I don't think, you know, no one's like, oh, I'm looking forward to playing against Sia, because he hits hard, eh? Yeah, he does. No, he's a like, 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 he's hard, but he's, he's well, until yesterday, was with, he was within the rules. Yeah, mm. fair hard. No, I don't know. I think it was frustration. I think he, yeah. he thought he was being held on the ground, and he, I guess he was trying to kind of, like, magicop his way. <laughs> It looks really bad, but... Yeah, he, he was trying to like, thrash his way out of the guy, but I, it's, it doesn't look good. It's really stupid, and yeah, he definitely should be cited. He definitely should be banned. I don't think it was okay to do what he did. I mean, over, yeah, no, we, we don't condone his, yeah. uh, his behavior, but overall, he had a very good game. I mean, it was his turnover uh, that led to Hadri Pollard's try. Which was lacquer. He made uh, ten tackles. Didn't I think he conceded? Uh, I think took one to and made ten tackles. Didn't miss any uh, discipline. Yeah, he didn't give away any penalties. That he's definitely going to get cited. So overall, he had a very good game. It's probably his best game uh, on tour. Um, just, just while, while we're on topic with yes. this, um, as I, as I said before, we we're on air. I, I did have a pie for lunch. Um, one aspect of that humble pie was me saying Argentina would beat France, so I ate humble pie on that. But also, back to one of my first appearances on the pod when I called Sierra luxury player. Fucking <laughs> throwback. Jeez. I believe, I believe at that time he was a luxury player. <laughs> but since the, this performance particularly, he did some dirty work, so 
I'm proud of him. And I okay. say on Saturday against Scotland, he was not a luxury player. I think that's as close as we're going to get to an apology. Yeah. So, 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 what, what is the what is the opposite of a luxury player? Like a staples player? Like he's a staples. Uh, I was going to say uh, a workhorse. I was going to say Francois. Yeah, Mustard. To preach. Yeah. To preach. I think. I think. Yeah. Uh, I suppose. Yeah, Mustard is like the pure platform right. builder. Yeah, it is true. Um, I, I threw him Francois Herbert to cause a bit of controversy since he's proved us all wrong. I need to eat humble pie there too. Uh, Folks, a mainstay. And he's had a very, I, he's had I don't, a very good I don't think he's proved us that wrong. Uh, he's I still fat. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, yes. The way we were phrasing things, we were like, this guy is fucking horrible. He must just fuck off, go back to the IT department. <laughs> yes, yes. yes, that, yes. Was, that was ungenerous. But <laughs> he hasn't exactly. You know, yo, he, he's not Taniela Tupo, let's say that. No, no, but he doesn't. He's, doing, he's doing a job. Like he's he's actually doing a job in the scrums as well. And yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm. I just my my issue now is that we've got two relatively untested tight heads in Wilco Lowe and Vincent Koch. Nah, who, I don't think Wilco Lowe is untested. He's fine. He is at international level. He's barely played. Yeah, I'd be more concerned about Vincent Koch. Uh, to be honest, Volker, I'm, I'm fine with him. Oh, uh, Vincent Koch's got more experience than 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 Volker Lowe. Just because Volkolo has been good in Super Rugby, which he obviously has, doesn't mean that he can carry it at, at test level. But he totally yes. can. He totally can. No, I, 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 I think he can too, but I still, want, I still want to see it. Yeah. But you know what's important, Adam, is you haven't shouted draft pick yet. Draft pick, Volkolo. I shouted a draft pick on Volkolo. Fuck off. Okay. Okay, sorry. Can we make a bet if I beat all of you at draft next year? Who got, a pot, who got a pod slam this year? Where everybody uh, beat... Everyone apart from you, I think, Adam. <laughs> yeah. I defeated Matt. Matt defeated me. Yeah, I didn't lose to Alex. I beat. I think I, I beat that, Alex. Did I beat you once, Alex? I think. Uh, uh, did you? I don't know. Can't you remember. Beat, you beat Phil. Yeah, I beat oh, Phil. That was great. Oh yeah, you beat me in that last one. Yeah. Yeah. You're a bit better about it. But if I beat... no, Ben, Ben beat me in round one in the very, very first round yeah. of the very first mini tournament. I lost to Ben. It was it was shameful. And he had the highest score for rounds, so I couldn't even do anything. That straight off, that proves that I was better at drafting. Yes, yeah, that's, 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 I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's yeah, fair. No, that's, yeah. not, that's fair. I was just unlucky because I remember I had I had the fourth highest uh, points. I kept losing. Do you know? Do you know what the, the Do you know what the key to your success is, Alex? That you're a snake oil salesman. No, and no. You, and you slowly, I, weed, you slowly wheedled away every other good players. No, no. I need, I need to work quite hard to... to the Ben Lamb the Ben Lamb There's this propaganda that's been going around about me, and I, I really don't think it's fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you for free. Just, you know what? Just lose my email address next season, Alex. As well. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good deal, didn't you? Oh, no, I think I did. You're trying to give me Proctor like one day after a six week suspension, though. Like one day before no, no, no. the suspension. No, no, no. It, was, it wasn't Proctor. It wasn't Proctor. It was um, uh, it was oh, that fucking idiot. What's his name? Chance Penny. Chance Penny. Yeah, but uh, oh. look, as, as, soon, as soon as we heard about the suspension, I, I backtracked and gave you a better deal because at yeah. that point, Chance Penny was what top three, top four centers in the game. Yeah, and then I think I got Estes and off you instead. Yeah, and I gave you Matthew when I shouldn't have. I was just trying to trying to be nice. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but I I think there was good reason to think that he was on a down turn. So uh -huh. I, I stand by all my trades, and I think they were fair. So, but speaking, uh, not oh, a, speaking... Uh, Murphy, a draft pick. 
he's, he's not playing. No, he's, he's going to be playing from know? prison. He's, yeah, he's going to be playing for the Sunwolves. No, I thought they just going to like hug it out or whatever. Uh, I don't know. It's not looking good for him. Fuck! I can't believe I wasted a draft pick on a convict. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, but let's just talk about some of the highlights. Embrace for Pierre. Uh, he, he, draft he, pick. He was solid. Should <laughs> <laughs> option. Focus. God damn it. Um, he was very two good. Two years in a row. He'll he was. He was good. He, there's, there were a couple of uh, a couple of rusty aspects to his yeah, play. I thought. Unsurprisingly, um, he he's got this thing where he, as he's running towards a ruck, he kind of looks at his back line to see what mm. the options are, which is fun. And then he basically gets to the ball, puts his hands on the ball, and he looks up again. Not ideal. To double check, like to, to double check where everyone is, and that's bad. He needs to know where everyone is and be pulling the trigger quicker than that. So I thought he was a little bit slow with the service from the ruck. But not not to well, the point of, us, of being terrible. I almost feel like that's yes. I feel like that's almost just not experience but just lack of game time that's slowing well, down. Like uh, that. I, I yeah. saw a comment, uh, comment. Yeah, but it's 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 also nerves. Like you know, mm-hmm. obviously yeah, yeah. he's not. He wants to make sure he does a proper job. I saw I just saw a comment from Oem Rugby where he just referred to Papi and also um, Ivan van Sale. He said neither of them had issues getting to the breakdown at a good speed. The one thing he did uh, was did was critical on them, but. I'd like to say constructively. Um, Jenny kind of constructive chap or her, we don't really know. Uh, he said just the speed of their pass, um, Ambrose Ivan, isn't that great. So I can, I, I, I tend to agree. It's Ivan. a little bit. Excuse me. Ivan. Ah, Ivan. Ivan. Okay, my, my bad. But he said the speed of their pass. Uh, let's say compared to Faf, he didn't mention Faf, but uh, I can see where he's coming from. They're still a little bit slow. It's not quite yeah. snappy. Um, so hopefully. Can I say get... something? Yeah. Um. The try that was scored, that first try by oh, Jesse yeah. Creel. Fuck, that was great. Yeah. If after Clerk is scrum half for that... That, that try wouldn't uh, have happened. For that phase, that yeah. try doesn't happen. It would have been like some stupid box kick over everyone's head. Or he, would have, he would have dummied to Kitchoff and then taken it himself. Hmm. And he would have dummied to Creel and taken it himself, I think. Fuff would not have created that try the way Papier did. He, he wouldn't have backed up as as cleanly, no, that was and great. he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have offloaded as well. Fuff would have backed himself, no, and that to, offload to try and make something happen, and it wouldn't have worked. And that offload, to his credit, was a pinpoint little short pass to. It was perfect. So. Yeah, well, uh, just going on to you saw my notes. Your hashtag OTF. That's the one true flower half. Uh, that is Hundred Pollard. Traffic. Uh, yeah, you can have it. Hey, um, I got Richie. No, I'm joking. It's chilled. He was excellent, and he's actually gotten better as the tour has gone. It only took like three years or <laughs> four years. For him to really start kind of being the best playmaker that South Africa have been hoping for. He was excellent, scored a try uh, as well. Uh, he did miss two from the team, but he's kind of the authoritative 10 that South Africa's been looking for. I, I don't think Pollard was was that good. Mm, he could. He, he was okay, but I mean... No, like, like, I, I, I don't think he would... We need to address the fact that, that, he missed, that he missed touch again. And that's becoming a touch, and that's actually what resulted in their try, like, yeah. a few mm. phases later, a few... Yeah. Sort of but look, he, he plays with authority, and you can see the whole back line march to his beat. Um, and we're not, we're not I, I, playing I that much of a nine. I also mm. like him at 12. I like the 10-12 setup when Janchis came on. But I, I, I agree with you, but do you think the reason that that... Uh, Janji's Pollard comment 10-12 which is heat by the way because Pollard also has got the size uh, to defend and take gaps at 12 um, as he showed in his running ability which he hasn't showed recently do you think the reason that they look so good is it's generally the last 20 minutes when the opposition's a bit tired and also I, I see Elton in the last 20 minutes is even more effective 
uh, because he attacks the line, defenders are slow. Do you think it's because of that, or would you Man. like to see it rolled out for a full 80 minutes? I would like to, well, but like, I just wonder about that. The fact well, Pollard's also been playing for 60 solid minutes at that point as well. Hmm. He's going to play a completely different game, so I mean... No, no, but, yeah, but the, the game's generally a bit more open at that now. stage. But it's, it's yeah. a nice yeah. little variation that Rossi... I'm not saying he's built it, but he kind of... He saw it was there. Um, yeah, like like I I, I I quite look forward to it now. Actually, I'm yeah. like, I'm excited for the the Pollard on Tuesday ten twelve. I like the fact that we are that we're using our bench to to change up the pace of the game on them mm. because that shows like we're thinking about it strategically. Um, I I, I want to say so we early in the season we were maintaining quite heavily that um that Elton should be a starter or nothing. And remember, we said that like, he shouldn't yes. be on the bench. Cause, no, that's true. And I think that he's mm-hmm. proved us wrong about that, hasn't he? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah but the, that, that was before the Pollard going to twelve was really a was really a thing, though. Yeah. But sure. I, I wonder how important that little cameo that Elton put in in Wellington was to his confidence uh, as well, because he came in those last ten fifteen minutes. I'm sure I was thinking, it's like, what's going to happen here? And he was very, very, very good. Uh, when he he played the sort of way that we needed to to win that game in Wellington by the insane defence. He also took the last kick, which I thought was interesting. I know Pollard had missed a couple. Um, and I would yeah, have thought, Pollard had missed both. Yeah, I would have thought that Pollard's got a longer kick than Elton, but that, it's interesting. Um, I, no, want that, to that, that's the I remember, very, I remember that's the very ben, edge of Elton's range there. Yeah. I remember, because like, yeah, Ben, you immediately said, that's too far for Elton. Yeah. But he actually, he made it with a bit of, like, he made it quite easily, which... I thought I didn't think he maybe he's changed something. Huh? Um, I, but guys, what do you think? From what I've, uh, from what I've just also seen other opinions and also from what we've seen, uh, apparently uh, the breakdown work was the reason that we've been a bit better. Oh, like God, Sierra, oh. Marx, uh, Dwayne yeah. Demuria, yeah, yeah, way better at eight. Way by the well. way, um, Thomas Detoy. Yeah, I'm just gonna put it out there. Their breakdown was our breakdown. Mm. We did whatever we wanted on the air. Mm. Like yeah. on their in their breakdown, and they couldn't stop us. And I think that that goes to, like, we had that conversation earlier in the year. Hamish Stewart has picked as their fetcher, right? Yeah. But fetchers don't count to fetchers, and they were missing the the right guys in the tight forwards to to get Marks and Vermeulen and mm, even Damien Delende off the ball. So I think yeah, Johnny Gray is good and everything, but they needed like a Devin Turner or a Brady Retallick or someone. And they just didn't have... Maybe they were too slow or just not strong enough. But we literally were just pilfering at will at one point. And um, Dwayne Vermeulen at eight. Do you must stay there, please? Do you know where Dwayne's really good? And I don't remember him being good in this aspect before. Is under the high ball? Yes. No, you're absolutely mm. right. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's always, been, he's always been good at that, yeah. That's... I know he's taking like pretty tough high balls now. There's like millions of oaks around, lots mm. of traffic, and he's taking taking the high ball. Was Sia likely to be suspended next week? Who's the likely replacement? Uh, if Eben's back, then probably him, but otherwise probably Dwayne. And what then? Then who goes to eight? Whitey, if he's fit. I thought no, Whitey's gone home. Oh. Oh, forgive uh, me. So I thought you were asking about captaincy. Oh, about... oh, no, no. I was asking just about who comes into the team and how do we uh, oh, balance the Francois, back row. Francois Lowe. Francois ah, Lowe. Yeah, no, 100%. No, 100%. Because that's a more like-for-like swap with uh, him and uh, Khaleesi. Vili uh, Rue's bullshit yellow card. I, 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 how do you, I have a question for you, you smarty, <laughs> rapid minds. How do you, the referees, like, you understand why, in a certain sense, it is given a penalty... It's a stop. 
spoiler play if you give me a corner of the, the correct words and show guys I just knock the yeah, ball down cynical. instead of trying, instead of, thank you that's the cynical. one I was looking for but where do you draw the line because clearly Vili's run from 10-15 metres deep seeing the pass is coming there it's very high he's trying to catch it and it's given us a deliberate knockdown um, yeah like that's, I know it, it was a but where's the line yeah. now, that's my, that's my but, question uh, where's the line How, where do we know that it's obvious because that appeared pretty straightforward from, from okay. my point of view so so here's here's the problem it is there is no obvious there is no obvious line right the way that the law yeah. works around deliberate knockdowns is inherently grey and it requires the referee to make a value judgement which can very easily go one of two ways, depending on, I don't know, what he had for breakfast that day, pretty much. <laughs> now, a lot of our laws are, are quite clear. So, for example, if your knee goes down at a scrum, that's a penalty. If you tackle with your shoulder and you don't use your arm in it, that's, <clears throat> that's a penalty. But something like a deliberate knockdown, the way it's phrased, I, I can read you the phrasing, um... I don't know if you guys follow uh, Running Fly Off on Twitter, but he, he tweets about a lot of uh, very interesting stuff like this. And he, he had the. Uh, he firmly believes that it should have been a penalty yellow card, and he had the wording for it. Let me just try and find it. So the law says um, it is not an intentional knock on if, in the act of trying to catch the ball, the player knocks on where there is a reasonable expectation that the player could gain possession. That's the wording of the law. So this is the problem, Adam, is that it says there has to be a reasonable expectation that he could gain possession. Now, could is a very specific word. And I see I'm getting I'm getting quite triggered actually by people on Twitter saying he wasn't like they, they think the law says that he would catch the ball, and then they're like, well, he, if he would catch the ball, then he would have, and he didn't, so he, he wouldn't have. But it doesn't say would; it says could. And I know that might seem like a very pedantic difference, but it's actually quite a meaningful one. So that's already the first problem is that it says could. But then the, the bigger problem is that there has to be a reasonable expectation. So what's reasonable? And this is the problem that we face all the time in, in, in real life law with what is reasonableness. And it's very murky when it comes to something like sport. So this is the problem is that I, I, made, I think for the record, I think that it was a bad decision. I think that, it, I think that Vili made a genuine attempt to catch the ball. And I reasonably expect that he could have actually intercepted that ball. He could have done it. The fact that he didn't is immaterial. He fucked it up. But he could have. I've seen players intercept from that position where they tip it forward and then catch it on the second attempt. But I don't also don't think it was a terrible decision. I, I can understand why Poit made the decision that he did. So, yeah, that's my take on it. I don't know, I, sorry, I know I've been talking a lot. I don't want to dominate the conversation on this. But, yeah, uh, can we disagree it was bullshit? <laughs> okay. okay fair enough no, yeah that's, no, that's what i was like, trying to say no but it's not no, but, but I, I don't i don't think white's decision was necessarily terrible like i, I think it was wrong but i can see where he was coming from like alex yes, that's that's my position yeah. but um but the law i think change. the law the law itself's a problem yes yeah i think that's more yeah because you can't yeah, have that... we'll talk about sam i looked at this now as well but like you can't have two vastly different decisions just based on whatever the rest feeling on the day like to, to, me, to me white white locks one was infinitely more cynical of course but it even was. then i mean in the same game uh, you look at uh what Nkosi did and mm. that's what a lot of people are arguing not 
Oh he, yes, when he jumped for the ball. Jumped for the ball and knocked it on. Now was that also? Did he also? Would he reasonably have, or could he reasonably have, whatever you want to say, yeah. have gathered that ball as well? That, that I know a lot of people are citing those two decisions in the same game. Yeah. Having almost wildly, because they're very similar circumstances. Mm. But in course, that's, that's the kick, thing. Is it was a kick, though. But, but that shouldn't make a difference. Like, and yeah, I, well, that's, I, you're right. that's the thing. Is that this is the problem? Is that perception weighs in so heavily um, with referee decisions? Kettle of fish, isn't it? Sorry, I was going to say, isn't a kick a different kettle of fish with regards to just trying to intercept a pass and a knockdown? Well, yeah, I mean it. In, not in terms of the law. I don't think the law distinguishes, but it should because when you're trying to contest for a kick and you do a bad job of getting in position and you end up just tapping it forward, you're not really spoiling like an an opposition attacking opportunity the way you are when you get in the way of a pass. So yeah. they are they are different, but the way the law is phrased, They're it not. doesn't actually make that distinction. Can I suggest? A modification to the laws. It's, it's not perfect, but it's clear. Yeah. That if you knock it on and two hands go, are going for the ball, then it's a knock on. If you if you knock it on and one hand is going for the ball, it's deliberate. It's not perfect, but then, then you know, okay, I'm trying to catch this with one hand. I have to catch it. I'm taking the risk. It's a it's a high risk, high reward play. Yeah. Or I'm using two hands. I, I know what. Then you should be you should be catching that. To be honest. Yeah, because yeah. exactly what Billy was doing. Because he wasn't actually trying to catch it at that point in time. Yeah, he was trying to knock it, it to himself. He would knock it forwards and then regather yes. it. He was trying to change its momentum. And, and then that's also a very that's also a very important distinction that I think a lot of people on Twitter aren't appreciating because they're saying. Look, he's only got one hand. He's got fingertips to it. Like, he wasn't going to unless he, yeah, unless he's Spider-Man, you can't expect him to catch that ball. But the law doesn't say you have to catch it in one movement. All that all the law says is if you could reasonably be expected to regather the ball before it hits the ground, then you're entitled to, to make that genuine attempt. And if you fail, then it's still going to be a knock-on. And I think that that's what he was doing. I think he was trying to bobble it forward so that he had a second chance to catch it before it hit, hit the ground. And I've, I mean, how many, we've seen people make that intercept, haven't we? Like, we've seen Jean de Villiers do that. Yeah, know, look, it's, it's a it's, very it's common that? tactic. I mean, the Scott, I don't know if you, you guys were, who you guys were listening to, but the Scott's commentary was saying that's exactly what he's trying to do, and they don't see why it would be a yellow card. Yeah. So even our opposition. The, the so, South African commentary were just bitching. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. But like, so there, there are a lot of, like, different ways, laws in which. So, for example, like when you're at the bottom of a ruck, the referee will often say, no, 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 he's made a genuine attempt to get out of there. Based on yeah. what? Like, what are you, how are you making that judgment? But you can't look at what Philly did. What, run, he ran 30 meters to try and just disrupt the ball when he could have lined up his opposite number to just mm-hmm. tackle him instead. Yeah, because he speared the that, shit that reads, out of whoever was going to collect that. Yeah, ball. like that reads to me, genuine attempt. He's made a genuine attempt to gather the ball. Did he succeed in it? No. Okay, well, it's a knock on him. But it yeah. doesn't mean that he needs to be sent off the car, like sent off the, the field, because I don't think that that was a cynical disruption of play. But I, I understand why it's difficult, and that's why they need to change the laws, or at least World Rugby need to issue kind of guidelines on how to judge, like what factors do you take into account. Mm. All right. Anyway, All right. Um, okay, can we just... Uh, Scotland, Stuart Hogg. How good is Stuart Hogg? 
Uh, oh, he's, he's very he's, good. He's fuck. If he had played the whole game, do you think we would have lost? Yes. Uh, no, not not no, would have. No. I, think, I think we could have lost. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it would have been a lot closer. <laughs> had he stayed on. Yeah, uh, I yeah I but I think I think Max prays to Alton that his mad step broke his ankle. Yeah. <laughs> so he, okay, I was gonna say okay, uh, he was he was limping before he received that ball for the chip chase. Yeah. No. They, Every time he got the ball, he looked dangerous. And honestly, like, considering how close it was in the dying minutes of the game, and we were like pressured in our 22, I he's think the very kind of play he can break a game. And he's also cheap as he kicks it far. Yeah, God, he's got a huge boot on him. Uh, he's no, like, like I, I, I think Scotland showed us a thing or two because they were, they play exciting rugby as well. I was, I was very yeah. pleased with them. Mm. Um, yeah. A final couple of points uh, before before we move on. Uh, how was Scotland's first try? That was heat. Beyond, beyond our own. That was that was awesome uh, to watch. I think, oh yeah, yeah. I think the guy that uh, Sia ended up headbutting, <laughs> I think he ended he ended up one scoring it. And uh, I guess looking towards maybe next week, uh, in terms of changes, I'd like to see a few. I'd like Papier to stay. Also, Esther Hazen to come in at Out 12. Out of curiosity, do we get Fuff back? We please just leave him there. I think so. Yeah, I think, I think we do, but they need. I think after Papier's, like he really, he did well. Like he, he put his, his hand kicks, up. Okay, his kicks weren't great, but I think he did enough to justify getting another chance. Yeah. Um, and especially now that we've gone two-one up in our in our series, I think we can afford to throw the dice a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hope so. Um, to, also, even Bong, I like to see Bongi start as well. Uh, yeah. See Lowe, I mean, I, I, whomever. Ah, uh, Bongi. Um. Yeah, so congrats to Africa. They take on Wales, Ben's favourite team, next week. So uh, we shall see. So maybe, I think maybe Tonga, <laughs> I hope you were a lot better in the last 20 minutes than Tonga. Now, on to just the game of the weekend. Ireland, uh, I'll, I'll give you the world's number one team. Now, they down New Zealand for the first time ever in Ireland, winning 16-9 uh, with a try uh, by Stockdale. Being the only difference between the two teams. Uh, guys, is this the beginning of the end of New Zealand? Remember how we thought that, I don't know, New Zealand had terrible numbers uh, and lost us in Wellington. Is it, is it the same thing? You know, they're, they're falling apart, but uh, not really. I don't think so. No. Just, they were just playing. What, I, I don't know, my, my, my sort of gut reaction is Ireland just managed to find the few choke points to, to sort of strangle New Zealand and stop New Zealand from doing New Zealand things. And they managed to just outplay them on that regard. And I think New Zealand was probably one of those stubborn confidence sides that are going to come back from something like that. But no, but New, New Zealand were. I thought they were very impatient, especially mm-hmm. on attack. Yeah, but that's you, yeah. When look, I've I've said you, it a couple of times. New Zealand's a confident side, and this is one of the few times where their confidence took a hit. So they look they no, look worse. But I, I just think they're so used to having it their own way. Then like after like four phases, it's like what we've gone wide twice and we haven't scored. Let's yeah, just we, put in a stupid kick. Yeah, maybe yeah. That's, that's maybe that's as far as they plan. Yeah, they've only yeah. got. They run five phase five phase training and practice. <laughs> They're like, cool, that's, that's all we're gonna need. No, no but I, I, I think that just... I think that there's a clear like between Wellington and this game. I think it's abundantly clear what it takes to beat the All Blacks. Walmart. Walmart. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's abundantly clear what it's gonna take to beat the All Blacks. You have to make zero mistakes. Yeah. If you don't make any mistakes. They are actually very beatable. And I know that sounds stupid because how easy is it to make no mistakes? But in Wellington, the Springboks just somehow 
played a full game without making mistakes, forced a mistake from, from Damien McKenzie, and won the game. And last night, I think that, uh, especially on defense, like, the Irish were just, they were switched on. Like, that was a game in a million for some of those guys. Like, the fact that they, you can go that long making that many tackles and not making mistakes. And, I mean, someone like Peter Mahoney, for example. Jeez, uh, yeah, fuck He it. was outstanding. Like, you get guys like him to pitch up on the day, or like Peter Steph to toy for us, for example, and if everyone just does their jobs and doesn't make mistakes, you can beat us, you can beat the All Blacks. Like, it's, I don't think it's that complicated, but the execution of it is obviously a different story. Yeah. So, yeah, it just, it comes down to just being so focused on the task at hand. Yeah, it's, it's doable. Um, just some of the Irish players, uh, and I, we shouldn't cite New Zealand being poor. Ireland were excellent. Ireland are the sort of team, if any of you follow chess, actually, no, I'm not even going to go down that route. Never mind. Um, Kieran, Kieran Marmion, who, uh, who's, sorry, who's the normal Irish nine? My mind escapes me. Talking about Conor Murray. Yes, he replaced Conor Murray. He was excellent. You know, uh, they literally oh, yeah. use one of the world's best nines. He comes in and does a bang up yeah. job. Johnny Sexton was great. Uh, Bundy Oaki, he was also excellent. Um, even Mahoney and also CJ Ostander, again, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the 22 runs, he's made a few meters. But it's on defense. I think that the Irish were the most impressive. I'm just trying to bring up the tackle stats now. Uh, Sexton, he made, I think he missed three tackles, made 11. Gary Ringrose, I think it's Gary. I just don't recorded 14. Stockdale was also impressive, but Mahoney, eight tackles. Interesting. The stats say he missed three. Hmm. He only played 63 minutes, but was still named uh, man of the match. But uh, the point I was going to make is that Ireland are a team of incremental advantage. They play low-risk rugby, but they gradually build incremental advantage upon incremental advantage until, boom, uh, they get a score. And uh, they're very much an error-free team. Joe Schmidt, who all the New Zealand media are proclaiming as the next All Blacks coach, got it over the mastermind that is Steve Hansen. Once more, so uh, just from us, congratulations to Ireland. It was a fantastic victory and most certainly deserved. Ireland were outstanding. And Johnny Sexton, how old is he? I know we commented about this. I still can't believe he's like 30, 30, 34. 34. No, he's not, 30, he's not 34, is he? No, wait. Uh, he's 34. Not that old. He's like 32. Johnny Sexton. I looked it up the last episode. We, we literally had the same discussion. He's 33. Sorry. Uh, we're both oh. wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's 33. Even then, I, I, yeah, he's outstanding. So it's very interesting. I wonder, in terms of the most important player in the Irish setup, he's probably up there because their whole forward pack uh, was excellent. Even Stockdale, to, as you can't, you can't argue. Stockdale, Stockdale yeah, was so good. That, that try of his was was amazing. Is he? Forgive me. Is he a fourteen? He's a, Stop, he's eleven. He played eleven this weekend. Because yeah. I know we and had he was big, better, and he was better than Rico only. Yeah, we had yeah. a big debate about. You didn't see Rico. You didn't see Rico at all. Yeah, down to I think the Irish defense, and they they had over sixty percent possession and territory in the first half. Very similar to what the box did to the All Blacks in Loftus. Chaps, in terms of New Zealand, um, I know I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Also, I'm, I don't I get to go to the island. I thought I was the only one that called Ireland winning last week. Did you? I, I believe I did. Okay, well, fair enough. I mean, you end it, then you end it. That's a good, that's a good shot. Well, that, is that it? Is, I just get a pat in the back. Well, then, well, Adam. What the fuck do you want this to do? <laughs> go, Adam. Thanks. No, it's fuck thanks. Off to the um, also noted. <laughs> something also noted when the box won the wins, and Kieran Reid is looking very long in the tooth. And he did not cover himself in glory. Ari Severe is excellent. Squire only played a half. Brody Italic, uh, I mean, he can't do everything, wow. guys. 
I, I, no, I Brody didn't have the best game. You, no. He was targeted. Eh? The error no, that he was in the game was so uncharacteristic. It was. It on. It's like, it's like there, was a, there were a couple of big hits put on Brody, and I think he's not used to taking the big hits. And I think that, sh- that shook him a bit because he looked like he wasn't very well in that game. Uh, mm. Another poser. Do New Zealand have a problem at 12 and 13? Oh, not a problem. A, a head scratcher. There's good here in Crossy to their credit made nearly 40 tackles between the two and they didn't miss one. Or was it more the credit to the Irish defence? Because I still think... Uh, yeah, when... that's a credit to the Irish defence. Like, Crotty, yeah. I think, he did a job. And Antonin Lennon-Brown, yes. when he came on, it's also very good. He was challenging the line really well. I was going to and... give him a shot. Oh, but Crotty, both, both Crotty and Goodhue and Lennon-Brown made, like, half breaks, which New yeah. Zealand generally convert uh, into yeah. tries. Okay. They definitely, yeah. for... they definitely well, weren't the problem. Yeah, for whatever reason, that wasn't happening. I, I, think, the problems, I think the problem's in the coach's box. Hmm. Um, but so uh, speaking of, I mean, you just said uh, everyone's talking about Joe Schmidt taking over uh, from, from Steve Hansen. Yeah. yeah. Is it, do we have any reason to think that he'd want to? I think so. Well, maybe we, as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, maybe family reasons. He's achieved all he can with Ireland in a certain sense. Um, oh, he needs to. He needs to. I would he has say. Yes, won cup yet? I would well, say that that New Zealand job. It's like what? What is there really to even do? Maybe, so you say it's like a retirement Whoa. gig. Yeah. Well, fuck I don't him. know. Like, I can do I just, it. It can't be that hard. I just think. I just think. He's got a, a relatively young Irish squad, actually. Like, he's yeah. there was. It's really well balanced in terms of age because you got the older guys like Sexton, and then you got guys like Jordan Lomwer coming through and and uh, James Ryan, the lock. I don't know. Like, I feel like if I was him, I'd want to kind of stick around, finish what I started, and like usher in the next generation. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think I'd be running off to New Zealand after after achieving what he's achieved. Mm. Um, Mackenzie, should he be sitting on the bench or even in the starting team? Barrett to go to fifteen, Mwanga at ten. As I know, there's some comments about it. Mackenzie wasn't that that great. Uh, is the let me put it this way: Is the edifice of the structure and the way that New Zealand play? Because maybe people have taken a hint from South Africa. All this is traced to South Africa, guys. We did the rushed events. It's suddenly working. But uh, but, but seriously, 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 folks. Um, do, do you think it's just they had a bad... They had an, look, it has been a long year. This is the, also proves the folly of Blitzrode 3. It's an extra 90 minutes that nobody needs uh, from the New Zealand side of things. But do you think New Zealand have some question marks about where Barrett should actually play? Also, kicking drop goals when he has penalties. <laughs> so, he did it again. Well, what uh, what are the main question marks that New Zealand need to answer from this performance? They have Italy next week. They're going to pace them. So uh, where, where do they go from here? I uh, yeah, uh, I think that you picked up on the the main question mark for me is because I still think that it was bad. Okay, bad game from the All Blacks, but yeah. they're still everyone still deserves their players. But I do think there's a question mark over Damien McKenzie because ever since he started, everyone's been saying, "Oh, look, like he." He's like Chesson Colby in the sense that he adds more on attack than he detracts from on defense, right? So he makes up for his shortcomings due to his, his stature. But there's an inherent kind of risk of trade-off in him is that, in that he's not a very balanced player. And the All Blacks up to now have been able to say with you know very casually, um, we can afford to have a glass cannon at fullback in the form of, of Damian McKenzie. 
and the rest of our team's good enough to cover him defensively in terms of the tight loose, right? Is that still the case? Like, can they get away with having such a one-sided player in the back line? Like, a, a single one-dimensional player? Um, I don't know. Like, I I think that it's they might need to go more conservative if they want to really nail the triple World Cup next year. The and play Ben Smith at fullback or Bowden Barrett at fullback and then bring someone like Nicola back in. I want to say Bowden Barrett at fullback isn't that different from uh, to Damon McKenzie at fullback. It's, it's not. No, you're right. Like it's it's only a little bit better because he's got a better boot. Yeah, yeah. He's just a bit solid and he's less ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's just a little bit more well-rounded. And I mean, it's Bowden Barrett. Like he's just amazing anyway. So he's a better version of it. No, but I, I, he's he's very free and loose at fullback. Eh? Like he's not. Mm-hmm. No, I like him. I think it's his best position. I don't know. Maybe people are going to start asking for Jordy. Uh, he's a long way. He's a long way off from being being ready for that. I think he took such a big step back this season. Yeah. I, I don't know. They, you know, they didn't lose when Jordy. Actually, they did lose when Jordy was a fullback. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting point. It seems like it's, uh, at six. Uh, New Zealand have also struggled a little bit because I know Squire hasn't been that great. He's had a few injury clouds. Uh, I, I know Arnie Sevier was excellent. Uh, the fact that they're missing that Jerome Kano figure, you know, the sort of Peter Stifter toy uh, of New Zealand because Sevier in a way is fully in for Sam Kane, who's a little bit different, but more Francois Lowe-like in that sense. Do you think that's actually becoming a bit of an issue? Because I know they've got Scott Barrett. Uh, I don't know if he plays seven or six for them. Um, I don't think Scott Barrett's like he doesn't really play either, but he, he, he they brought six. him on in this game because because uh, Squire went off. Mm. But yeah. yeah, I mean he obviously but, obviously he would be a blindsider because he's normally a flank. Was Squire hurt though? Yeah, I think, so. I think he was. He was injured uh, for four Okay, minutes. no, so I wasn't paying that much attention at that point. I didn't see why Squire went off. Okay, uh, any any final comments just about Ireland's victory? And I will not do any more accents. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Some folks didn't like it, eh? No, no, no. We didn't like it. Uh, no, 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 not not like it. Yeah, not like it. I mean, yeah. There we go. No, I'm, um, under, I'm under no illusions. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there were any other talking points from last night. The, the uh, let's, just, let's just say Sexton. Sexton's got uh, player of the year in the bag. I think after that. Yeah, oh, I know well, that, but, but he should. This shouldn't affect player of the it year, sh- though. It, sh- it shouldn't affect it. You're right. But, but it I will. Think it, yeah. I think it will. And for us, I know we're going to have our own special episode later in the year with regards to the player awards and stuff. Yes. And for the people who are a little bit more sensible about these things and do a calendar year for the yearly awards, <laughs> then yeah. Sexton has it in the bag. That's yeah. what I think. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Haydor hey had a hell of a year, huh? Uh, yeah, but uh, isn't it just international? Yeah, we're gonna do oh, just yeah. Inter- yeah, let's do international. Oh, we have a super rugby player of the year as well. Yeah, yeah we'll do. Uh, Haven't we done a super rugby one already, though? Yeah, probably. Uh, we'll do. We'll do it again. Uh, our fans probably have as well. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we'll, fans of a short. I feel, I feel like we've done it, but. Okay. Um, all right, well, that, that's good. We could just go listen to that episode and copy it. Free content. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's have a quick look just our super brew performance uh, as we move towards wrapping up last week. So you ended up choosing these, by the way. See, we got all of them right. Uh oh, we got Spain and Namibia wrong. We got Ireland, New Zealand wrong. Oh, yeah, well, I, I'm blameless for that. Even though I picked New Zealand on my own Super Brew, why the fuck did I do that? 
And then we also got France, Argentina wrong. So why are you gunning for the island if you pick New Zealand? Just wait, you got France. So I said I said France would win. We we. Uh, I, I said I said Argentina would win. I said Argentina. I said Argentina. Oh, so so you going to the island too? So just wait. Oh. So I ate that humble pie for nothing. Apparently so. Was it tasty? Oh, oh so you going no. you going to the island, Ben? Well done, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, I, I tried hard, but you know, I'm not going to be arrogant and demanding about it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Also, I just want to point out Adam said he's, he he picked Ireland to win, and then what was your own super brew, Adam? I picked, I don't know why, but I picked New Zealand. So then why so the fuck I, are you trying to shoot for the I, island? I don't know. Cynical, that's a cynical Am attempt on, to go to the island. Yeah, that's a yellow card, Adam. Bullshit. You, you made no but real you, attempt to catch you, the island. You can't that's bad, make that's bad that. There's no prescripts. You've got, it, you've got to back up your claim for the island with your super brew pick, Adam. No. Where does it say that in the law? We've it done does. that every Adam. time. <sighs> well. Yeah, Adam, I'm sorry. I'm on the island by myself. We're giving you a visa to Ben. Yep. And I'm really on an island by myself, so it's good. <sighs> well, not the other people here, obviously, but right. in terms of us. First, first, first pick, Romania in Bucharest versus Uruguay. Romania. Yeah, Romania. I think, really? I, think, I think Uruguay is weaker than the US. I don't know. Uruguay have no. been to World Cup. Uh, yeah, but no, but Uruguay got... Uruguay got hammered by Fiji. Yeah, like semi yeah. Romania got hammered by the US. US. Yeah. Are you eating something, Alex? No, Ben. Ben's eating Marmite covered uh, crackers. Um, no, I almost had Marmite covered popcorn, though, but then Joe put some, I don't know, some sort of spice on it. Weird. Namibia versus Portugal? Marmite covered popcorn's good, I can recommend it. I, I, I don't. I. I'm playing Portugal. I feel like I, need, I have to. Re, I have to recuse myself from this. Uh, I'm just gonna say Portugal because I don't trust Namibia anymore. Yeah. I'm gonna pick Namibia on my own super group. I'm also gonna back Namibia, but I don't want to influence the pod because uh, too late. As I, soon as you I, say I, that, as soon as you get shot at that. I, I I'll, 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 I'll back Namibia too, so Adam can have a go for the yeah. island. No, I'm changing my mind. Because, <laughs> because I'm over this. Adam, I hear this delicious. I don't know what Portuguese. <laughs> Nah, it's Chorizo on the island. No, that's no, that's not even Portuguese. Shut I think that's Spanish. Very, very Okay, <laughs> no, Italy versus New Zealand. Yeah, from Pretoria. I'm not from Pretoria. I'm suffering from I'm suffering from heat wave in Joburg. Um, New Zealand versus Italy. New Zealand by how much? New Zealand by 50. 50. 50. Okay, 50-ish. I think they're going to be so angry. Yeah, I'll say. Oh, actually, yeah, you're right. It's going to be shy and like close to. I'll, I'll say I'm picking 50. I think Bone Barrett's going to kick like seven drop goals. <laughs> George... No, listen, we've, we've not <laughs> mentioned the fact that Bowden Barrett's just proving I, everyone wrong by just, drop goals. Yeah, just getting drop goals just because he can now. Georgia versus Tonga in Tbilisi. That's it. Georgia, I think Georgia, Georgia. Should, should, should win that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially if Tonga stopped playing in the last 20 like they do against <laughs> yeah. Wales. Yeah, true. Scotland versus Argentina. Oh, I have to pick Scotland, but I did. Probably. I just think Scotland Scotland at home, they've only lost New Zealand and South Africa in the last twelve or fourteen odd tests at home. So they beat Ireland at Did home. Did they beat Ireland at home? Yeah. Well, so Ireland aren't that good really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. We might end up facing No, Murrayfield is just 
Ben, Murrayfield is just what Loftus wishes it can be, which makes sense why Adam was such a knee-jerk pick for Scotland. <laughs> I must say, Murrayfield was fantastic last night. They they put on a real show. Uh, Except I for that the laser, lasers were a bit. Uh, that laser is a bit much at the start. I mean, yeah, I a bit like, much. But but I can appreciate that they actually made an effort to put on a show for their fans, which is not something that South African stadiums tend to do. I was digging just, in the island. I'm um, kicking. So sorry, just to go well. back. Hmm. Island, New Zealand. I thought the commentators were so good. Yeah, yes. very, very good. Yeah. Like, like it, it was actually quite a boring game if it comes down to it in terms of action. You know what I mean? Like what you know tries and stuff. Yeah, but it's like two of the fronts. Like it, it comes down to the like the yeah. production value. I just yeah, want to say this just, as well. They just built the narrative so much. Like they, mm-hmm. they just hooked me into it. It was like watching like a an M Light Shyamalan. <laughs> Shyamalan. <laughs> Where the end act twist was that Brody Retallick has tits for hands and can't catch the ball. A lot of and twists, Brody guys. Got to, got to keep up. A lot of twists. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to say, based on that scoring game and last week, last week the Welsh commentators called it a game for the purists. That fucking game against Wales and Australia. That wasn't a game for purists. That was just fucking boring. A game for purists was Ireland versus New Zealand. Yeah. But I, I mean, yeah. I, I take I take that point that the only way you possibly enjoy the Wales Australia game is if you are a purist. Doesn't mean that if you're a purist you'll enjoy it. But even purists were like, "No, this is fucking boring." Yeah. Uh, so what's happening, Scotland Argentina? I think Scotland's oh. going to take it actually. Yeah, Scotland, Scotland but not. Yeah. I want to say, but not much. Yeah, I'll make it uh, six. Spain Samoa in Madrid. Uh, Spain are on an all-time high. They're going to take it by like. <laughs> Just, just look at the world rankings because I don't think Spain and Samoa are actually that far apart anymore. Mm, well, Samoa is doing really bad. Yeah, Samoa is seventeenth. Samoa below Romania, guys. What? Exactly. Well, I backed Romania at least. On they're this. only they're only three places above Spain. Yeah. Also, I'll, I'll put Spain at home. They're only one place above Uruguay. So what you guys are maybe Samoa, maybe a bit like... dismissive of Uruguay. No, no, I'm very dismissive reckon, of Uruguay. I... But Spain, oh, Romanians are gonna... But aren't Uruguay ahead of Romania though? Aren't Romania ahead of Uruguay? Yeah, Romania are, but only by two points. Yeah, by, but by Romania's gonna points. Romania's gonna clap back with their vampires now. They're gonna draft in their vampires this time, this game. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, I picked Spain by four, unless someone disagrees. That's fine. All right. I uh, picked Samoa. I'll pick Spain too. Ooh, ooh, what's Samoa? Just it and Ben. What? Samoa Spain. Uh, yeah, no, come on. Some, if Samoa don't win this, they must just fucking give all their players to New Zealand and give up. Samoa seven. Uh, you know, it's it's nice though because they they actually bring the whole family over. Yeah, but only if you, only, only if you only for if you're gonna sign for the free school fees. Yeah, so you're in you're in line for the island now, but only if you only if you do follow through on it. All right, I'll I'll do that now. Uh, England Australia. England. I think England. Yeah, back England. Oh, God, it pains me to choose in this game. Draw? <laughs> okay, well, you're oh. on, on the island. <laughs> the draw island. <laughs> yeah. The island of neutrality. Ooh, uh, it's, it's Russia versus Japan, but it's in Gloucester. Japan. Yeah. In Gloucester? Yeah. It's at King's Hall. Russia doesn't play at home. They've played, like, two... Two home games in like the maybe five should be or six Yeah, what about they played in fucking Krasnodar or whatever <laughs> that place was? That was their one home game in like five years or something. Like they just don't get home games for some other reason. Like someone posted an article the other day. 
Why? But then why don't they play in Japan? <laughs> I don't get it. Because Japan's a, like in... It's a Russian home that's... game. So, well, it's not though. They play in no, fucking Gloucester. No, I don't know. They're in Europe. Does Gloucester, do? does Gloucester have a big Russian population that we don't know about? London does. So, either way, I'm gonna back Japan. Same. Yeah, quite quite a lot. I reckon they might be. run riot like the like the Sun Wolves did against Australia. <laughs> uh, right, Wales versus South Africa. I want to back us. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to pump those Welsh pricks. (laughs) By three points. Should we just just double down on the xenophobia and just go for the the margin? Like... Yeah. What, like, RSA by one, just so that we can fall in on the margin on the other side if Wales... If Wales proves... Yeah. If Wales proves that... Uh, Wales proves that they are infected in the world. Ireland, USA. Ireland, we'll probably pump them. So... Yeah. I'm going to go Ireland by like 20-ish. Yeah, I put 25. And then France versus Fiji. Oh, jeez. France, I think. Yeah. Maybe France. Fiji? Yeah, both. Uh, I put France by, I don't know, 18. 12. Do you you guys think Argentina would beat Fiji? Yes. Argentina should beat Fiji, yeah. Because Argentina has got pumped by France, so. Yeah. That answers the question. Okay, that's uh, that's gonna wrap it up for for this episode of Elite Rugby Band. If you made it this far, um, if you if you le- if you didn't leave after my terrible now now that I reflect upon it thing in the top of the morning in the beginning, thanks thanks for listening. Uh, Alex, <laughs> top of the morning at the top of the to that. Uh, Alex, thank, thanks Adam, for you, joining. You're us. saying goodbye, so now you should say bottom of the morning. Bottom of the morning. <laughs> you guys have under- undermined my confidence so badly uh, Alex thanks uh, thanks for joining us thanks Adam thanks for having me on cool uh, Ben thank you enjoy your popcorn I finished my popcorn I just ate an uh, apple I'm sure everyone heard <laughs> I just hear some crunching and and uh, Matt thanks for joining us oh wait scrub of the week by the way what was it it's um, the scrum of the week if only we could talk about this over a week by Viva Grills Weaver Grills. Weaver Can I just say, I wanna, as much as that, as much as that Irish one was fantastic, I think we all know which one that was. I want to retroactively give it to one that should have got it last week, and that's that Brazilian scrum. Yes, yeah, against the New Zealand Mari. Seeing, seeing as it, I, I want it because it only came, it only came to my knowledge this week. I, I feel like it falls in the, the catchment for this week. I'll allow it. I think that's, that was pretty. We'll have to ask, we'll have to ask our sponsors at Weaver Grills if that's allowed. Yeah. Uh, I think they hoped for yeah, sponsors. Hopeful. Uh, yeah, please, no. please, please tweet them and be like, "Hey, is it okay if Matt uh, retroactively makes Scrum of the Week first? Yeah. Like, we know you guys are really invested." Yeah, I'll check with them. <laughs> All right, cool. That's gonna wrap it up for this this week of a new Ravi Banter. Thanks for joining us. We will catch you next week.